go ahead and introduce yourself since you're so excited tonight. <laughs> I am Jimmy DeResta, and I'm here in New York City. Actually, I'm in upstate New York. I forgot I moved. <laughs> and it's starting, to get, it's starting to get cold here. Eric, is it cold where you are? Is it cold, Jimmy? Yes. Is it like... Is it below zero yet? Because it's like 40 degrees here. Yes. Every, every, I talked to Eric every night. seven weeks ago. And he was like, seven weeks ago, Eric was like, we've it's got seven. our first snow. No way. No, it yeah. wasn't seven weeks ago. It was probably like seven. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, basically seven days ago, maybe up to 14 days ago, we got a three feet uh, really close by here. Yeah, it was stupid. You, oh, but, like a, a weirdly high amount for September. So for those of you who don't know, that's Eric speaking. Yes. <laughs> from Pencil Rescue. He forgot yes. to introduce himself. Yes. We have we have a stupid amount of new listeners. It's incredible. Yes. Oh, every Mr. Pessimist. Episode. Great. Every episode. No, no. I've, <clears throat> no, honestly, I've been talking to more and more people that are really enjoying the podcast. So I want to thank all the new listeners. I know we don't put it out as frequently as we should, but... We are getting a lot of a lot of positive feedback for this for this podcast, and and we have a lot of fun, and and I appreciate the people that are listening. Would you guys like to uh, like state your appreciation? I feel like you should have stood up to say that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll I'll concur on all statements. Thank I you. would like to concur with that as well, and thank everybody for joining along. This is a wild adventure, and we're all moving at full throttle speed. I, of course, am Andrew Alexander, the technology brain behind this podcast. Yeah. So the reason it's so amazing on the technology aspect is because of me, of course, and only me. Yes. You yes. probably can't even hear you. Yeah. There is that possibility. So, gentlemen, the details matter. Let's talk about details. Eric, I know tonight you want to start off with talking about the Good of the Land Festival and how Evaporust is the sponsor and how it's coming up and how the two of y'all are both going to be attending and how we will be making a live podcast from there. Oh, wait, oh, that's did I just cover fun. it all? Uh, yeah, most of it. Um, you know what? I, I can't believe the Good of the Land is only one day. It's only yeah, one day. It's only it's crazy. It's a nuts day. I thought it was two days. Well, the they're, the public day is one day. Oh, and then there's a private day? And then there's like maximum chill day the day after where okay. select individuals will... For anybody who wants to make it a two-day event, let me know and I'll add you as my friend, even if I don't know you, because I think <laughs> it being one day is malarkey. Yeah, that's okay? what it basically is. Uh, so we can invite people as well. It's like 50 acres in one day. I haven't even walked my property in 10 years. <laughs> 48. You're not going you think you're going to be able You think you're going to be able to move from your location? <laughs> You'll just be swamped by like human 50 beings. acres. Jimmy's got 50 acres of which 3 is usable. The rest is accessible with the fellow buncher. What is a fellow buncher? Oh, it's one of these things that grinds and grips and rips and tears. And oh, that's the thing that grabs the trees and shoots it up and like yes, it fells and then bunches. Yes. Exactly. Also, there is a there is a machine that I would rent if I was at your place while you were out of town or something. Right. You just it's on a, it's a skid loader attachment and it just goes in and just takes all the Murders. underbrush and whatever you can limb up trees with it and stuff. You could make a full on like Central Park mini at your place. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I'm yes. getting a skid steer soon, I promise. 
Yeah, you we've been hearing that now for two years, folks. He's so full of shit, he doesn't know what he's talking about anymore. <laughs> we, we discussed earlier about on early on stage dementia. <laughs> Wait, Eric wasn't done talking about good land. Eric, go ahead. What were you gonna say? Or was oh, yeah. I? Um, no, I think we'll do uh, a QA, would be really neat to have like a live QA. It's always a lot of fun. Uh, so we'll probably turn that into the podcast episode just because we've never done one. Uh, and we probably won't get a chance to do that again. Uh, there are some other cool things, like very cool things. They're going to, at the at the fest that day, they're going to cast uh, a steel anvil, like a large. A large are they really? Budget. Yes, it will be happening, uh, which is something I'm kind of incredibly interested to see uh, live let alone ever. So that'll be really cool. Wow. Uh, I think. And then the extreme sandbox people are coming. So you can, I guess, drive a massive loader or bulldozer. If you've never done that. Oh, oh wait, extreme sandbox? Yeah. I will be busy the whole time. Oh my God. I'm excited. Yeah. Right. Like I that's love un- that's driving unreal. equipment. That I've is never unreal. Um, there'll also be a bunch of welding classes and blacksmith classes and uh, pottery, machining, leather crafting. Uh, there's also, they're going to build a go-kart that day and then auction it off later. Oh, that's cool. Uh, Could you I name would, some I, of the other YouTubers that are going to be there besides us? Of course. So there will be, there's going to be Hand Tool Rescue. Mm. Uh, and then yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of like upper tier youtuber and then there's like jimmy deresta uh a bomb is coming um just confirmed essential craftsman is coming again (gasps) oh great i love to meet him yes scott is fantastic keith rucker is gonna be there some andrew guy uh justin the main organizer of the entire event of course from the good of the land uh and then we have I you've met I know you've met Dale Derry. Dale's great. Yeah, Dale's fantastic human being. And who else did I meet last time? Stan Zinkowski and Stephen Cox were both there. Along, oh, Stan's coming again. Yeah, along with uh, Liam Hoffman, of course. Oh, great! Again. I haven't met Liam in person. Yeah, uh, it was a great time with him and uh, Jason Fireball, Mister Fireball. Oh, terrific! Along with tons it's- of other. Uh, so needless to say, it's going to be a wonderful event. Right, yes. we're talking about the good of the land because I think somebody's doing. A, are you doing a live cast? What are you doing, Andrew? Oh, uh, we're just doing a little Instagram thing here. It's just going nuts. Uh, yeah, so we'll be there October twenty sixth in Temple, Texas. It's going to be joyous. Plus, I just want to eat lots of food. Are we doing Wait. a chill? Are we doing a chill out afterwards? Like we're spending a couple of days. We're gonna go look at your anvil collection and touch it. And yes, stuff? there's maximum there's maximum chilling also occurring. I think we're getting one car, Eric. I think I think uh Justin set it up that we fly in at the same time and we just use one car. I remember I vaguely remember that conversation yeah. also, so I'm not entirely sure. But uh, I have I have this crazy anxiety. I'm a little pissed up. off at that actually, because I wanted you guys to ride with me. And, really? and you guys are going to go gallivanting around my state in your own little car and do your own thing. It kind of pisses it's me a, off. It's a tiny Mini Cooper just zipping around. So what? I, I offered to pick you up at the airport. What's so bad about that? Well, we can park the Mini Cooper in your truck. 
in the bed. That's so, not just. Then we can zip oh. around like uh, basically Night Raider. Oh, I'll do that. I'll leave space for the Mini Cooper. Wait, y'all are getting a Mini. Why are you getting a Mini Cooper? <laughs> no, I don't even know. We just kept it that way because we had to. Uh, instead of being uh, three cars. Yeah, instead they of. They don't rent uh, those things at in Texas. They don't California rent carpooling everywhere. Yeah, they just. Yeah, they don't even have Mini Coopers available. No, no chance. It's only pickups. That's right. So Sweet. if you don't, if you don't want to ride in a truck, they don't come to Texas. Basically, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but it does I'm, piss me off that y'all would arrange that, and then not, uh, you know. I want to ask. I want to ask. Just, I don't just care. Freedom. I want to ask. I want to ask a question. In Texas, what is the pickup truck most predominantly purchased and driven around? Ford, Dodge, Chevy, or Ford? Ford F two fifty crew cab, four wheel drive, short bed, <laughs> platinum. Right. Parked in front of an apartment. What right. is this place? No, because when I was in Kentucky, I seemed to see a lot of. Dodge Rams, a lot, a lot of them. So I just know, like every state has its sort of drift where they, they end up. I seem to, as this upstate New York, there's tons of Chevys, including the one that I drive. Hey guys, I'm doing a live feed on Instagram, so y'all say hello. <laughs> hello. You can't, you can't do that at the same time. It's some level of inception that <clears throat> technology just I can can't do handle. It. Like I told you before, I'm the technology wizard behind this podcast. That's true. Yes, working out. I did forget. Working out. <laughs> Damn, it. Damn it. Every time. So wait, uh, where are we going to be? Let's do the third, the third promotion for. The, what uh, you we will be there. We're, There's going to be hey, a Q&A. just for oh, everybody also, to know. I forgot. We're Jimmy's also eating. Something. He's eating his freaking hands right now that have gangrene on them. Look that's at that. How, oh, that's how he keeps them clean. I broke, I broke my fingernail off this afternoon, and I'm trying to. He broke a nail. Oh. oh, they're mad at me for missing the makers camp. Really, you're mad at me for that? Well, I didn't get invited. <laughs> so how about that? Dude, the Maker Camp was a lot of fun. Next year, you guys have it to come. Like yeah. Uh, All right, we're going to keep recording, y'all. Thanks for checking it out. This will be out soon. This <laughs> will be out soon. Yeah. In, uh, in 14 to 36 days, <laughs> the podcast will <laughs> be released. No, it's tomorrow, the unedited version. Yeah, we, we can keep do it that. clean. Oh. It's easy. It almost. Who's the one that's always the dirty one there, Mr. Dresta? God. Sicken me. So, Maker so, Camp, I would love to attend. Maybe next time. I don't know. It's just so close that's to this already, one. Maker Camp is set. Now, they set it literally the next – well, they set it up it's, yesterday. was Tuesday. Is today Tuesday? They set it today. Today, they set it. It's next October 9th through 11th. October 9th. Get your tickets now. Blackthorn Resort. They have a hundred acres. There's about ten acre spread where the whole camp is just like laid out. There's tents, yeah. and the theme of next year is sharing skills. Bring something to share. If you're gonna come, bring whether it's a tool bag and you want to show some of the things you've made or things you can demonstrate. It, you don't have to bring a, a trailer with a tent. If you want to, you can. You could talk to the family there that runs the place. You could talk to Austin and set up a big thing, a small thing. Bob Menard came from uh, uh, the the blacksmith, Northeastern Blacksmith Association. He came and uh, set up 10 or 12 beginner anvils and forges. And Brett actually did a fantastic job teaching Brett and Jesse. And then the, the modern forge guys were there. They made an anchor, Cliff Dufton and Jeez. and John from Sunset Forge and, and Jeff Fader and, and uh, uh, Steve Pellegrino and... Uh, 
uh, Keith Mitchell from uh, Ship Shipwright Skills. These guys were great. They made it. They made a ship anchor right there on the spot. Beautiful. If you go to Cliff Dufton's Instagram, you'll see a mini version of what they made. They made a big version. Really beautiful. And uh, anything those guys do is really well done. And uh, Iron Maiden Forge was there demonstrating some of her wearable blacksmithing art that she does. Was it? Was there any discussion about her? Her? Uh... Her little finagle dangle with the uh, abana. No, you know, no, she. I, I didn't get to talk to her much. She's not very social, at least not with me personally. I try to talk yeah. to her, thank her for coming, and she just kind of didn't even. I don't even remember her saying a word. I talked to her, yeah. I shook her hand, I said thank you for coming and supporting this event, and she kind of squeaked and turned and walked away. So I don't know if she doesn't like me or if she's just a little awkward socially. I just left it at that. I just ignored her for the rest of the weekend. But she's, no, an, I, she's an amazing artist, and yeah. she she is was I was happy she came. So she had a little confrontation with the a banner recently over their publication, and I took her back for it and really made it known that I was not happy with the banner's decision. I remember that seeing that post. Yeah, and then things went in her favor, and then I think she took her side of the equation way too far. Oh, I don't even know what she. They banned her because she had some explicit images. It really wasn't. It was just. It was just nudity. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with. There wasn't even any nudity. I mean, it was it, just. It was like social nudity. It was just like skin showing under under clothes. Yeah, it wasn't and, like her tits were hanging out or something. It was just that you know yeah. she had some artwork that could be conceived as being revealing and wasn't actually. Right. It didn't show any any dirty stuff. It was just was like a lot of skin was showing. Right, and, and the and the uh, editor of the magazine for Abana is some Shiite Christian, and you know it was like this is pornography. So he 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 censored it to where they couldn't put it on there. Anyway, so when you say on there, the website or was there was there a publication? The magazine. Well, there was both. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know there was a magazine. Ultimately, and, the guy, the editor, ended up getting fired over the deal. No kidding. I didn't know any of this. See. If she didn't squeak and she actually talked to me, I probably would have talked to her about it. <laughs> yeah, but at that point, she should have just dropped it. Like, all right, you did good. You've been heard. But she was like, now she's like a the big women's right advocate, which I'm fine. I love women's rights. I stood up for her. I thought it was something to make my voice be heard with. And and then all of a sudden, you know, she's just taking it way too far. It's like, all right, Iron Maiden Forge, just calm down. Go back to doing your work. And mm. that's it. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know. No, there wasn't any talk of that because I wasn't talked to, so I don't know. Oh, to have well, talk to have talk about anything, it has to be talked to begin with. Yeah, oh, it, well, that's it's tough. Yeah. It's tough approaching a man with sixty-seven GoPros facing you at all times. Jimmy's <laughs> <laughs> got one off his neck, two on his shoulders, one no, on his I didn't, head. I didn't have any GoPros on me. <laughs> when are you, you gonna know, make the GoPro that holds your glasses up, dude? You know, I, I've been slowing down. I have obviously slowed down in the vlogs. If anybody has watched my vlogs, I haven't done one in about four months. So I stopped collecting footage because I have so much Wait, footage that I got to put together. Did you what? slow down on them or did you just quit? I just, <laughs> <laughs> when I say slow down, if I'm at an event that is really like, I know is going to be exciting. I'll put, I'll gather some footage. What just the hell not. is a vlog anyways? Does everyone vlog or just you? No, there's a lot of people that do. I do it infrequently. There's people that do it daily. You're basically just and, talking about what's going on in your life. But I see a vlog as my personal take on a vlog is I have to share information. I have to share resources and people and things. I, I'm not just going to say, hey, look at the cool things I do and the cool things I own. 
I want to share. I want to say, hey, look at this event you two can go to. Look at this cool person that you could also watch. So that's my point of view in a vlog. And I've just, I just got busy. This summer has been like a clusterfuck of just like so So many things to do. So since I'm like the technology guru here, I need a little help understanding like where does a vlog play? Is it play on Instagram or? It's actually in uh... theaters near you right now. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. no, no, there's a, there's a thing called YouTube, and on YouTube, you can make your own videos, and a lot of us make our videos, and that's a lot of us have derived our income on YouTube, and if you type in Y-O-U-T-U-B-E.com, you can go to the main page, this and there's news. So and- what's a vlog, then? There's a, a vlog is the same thing as a YouTube? A video log? Vlog. Is YouTube. It, no. A it's vlog. Just, a vlog I, is. I'm my, so retarded, dude. What, I get what, it. It, I'm getting brain cancer. <laughs> well, a, vlog a vlog is, is like just, something the same thing as a video, but you just talk. No, a vlog is you just share information. Like uh, most vloggers, most like hipster young vloggers are basically talking about all the cool things they do and experience. And I just want to vlog- let you know that it took me about seven weeks to understand what a hashtag was. Right. It's that that star, you know that that. No, it's not a star. I know that. It's a pound sign. A pound sign. It's or an ichthys. Oh, oh, it's an ichthys. Yeah, it's an ichthys. What is an ichthys? You don't know what an ichthys is. I have no idea. It's an eternity signal. It's very uh, religious orientated. Orientated. Is it oriented or orientated? <laughs> orientated. I don't know. So, it's, it's Angel, taunt. you're a PhD. It's, it's like orientated a taunt. or oriented? I think it's, it's oriented. Taunt. It's taunt. Orientated is like the arrogant way to say it. Orientated? Yeah. No, Uh-oh, that's not. <laughs> it's oriented. It's oriented. No, I already know orientated. it's not a word. If it's oriented, <laughs> then it's just you're saying it like that because you're pissy. Yeah, like you it's added detail, a, an extra extra letters in there. It's the details that matter. Yeah. It's the details. They do matter, actually. So, um, guys, let's talk about some fun stuff. Okay, now we've got that cleared out. Yes. All the things y'all talked about. Right. The vlog. I yes. now know what a vlog is. Thank you. I won't be ever doing a vlog. Great. Well, uh, you do every day almost on Instagram. That's why I was curious. <laughs> that's why I, was, I didn't know if it was Instagram TV or or no. Uh, stories. No, you do. You do stories or a vlog. Actually, some of my fans have said to me, "It's okay that you don't do vlogs as much as you did anymore because you do them on Instagram." You do them on Instagram. We get a running show of everything you're doing daily. Yeah. So y'all busted my nuts over here, but that's kind of what I was curious about. Like I'm, I'm now not the idiot. You are a vlogger. No, you're out here spelling like Y O U T U B E. Oh, this is how we talk. (laughs) Oh yeah, genius clue over here. When in reality, a vlog can be on whatever. Well, now you're a pro. Yeah, you're basically in the zone. Ladies and gentlemen, take a moment while Jimmy has some coffee. Mm. You know how old this coffee is? I think it's about 24 hours old. Uh, nice. I, actually, I would actually go so far as to say three weeks. <laughs> no, it's probably about two days old. But he ferments his okay. coffee. Okay, Jimmy, the, the, some of the details I want to discuss, because I've seen in some of your vlogs, your cats eating groceries out of a grocery bag. Okay. <laughs> it's the details that matter. Do they eat cat food or do they eat groceries from the store? Like human these, groceries. These cats, these cats 
I have these three cats, and one of them now is old enough to get pregnant. There's two boys and a girl. So Taylor has taken the other one to her studio. So the, the other cat stays in Taylor's design studio, the girl. <clears throat> and the two boys stay with me. And I've had people in my house all week because with uh, the maker camp, I've had my house is full of people. My house was like the Beach Boy Mansion. People are coming and going. People are calling me. My neighbors are calling. You know, all the doors in your house are wide open. Is all the pets okay? I'm like, they're all locked in my bedroom. So every night I'd have all the cats in my bedroom, at least the two boys and then my older girl cat that I've had for 10 years. And I'm laying in bed and the two little boy cats, the two new ones that look like Spike, are chewing and nibbling on every piece of exposed skin. Like if my toes are out, they're like literally licking and then they bite. If my pinky's out- Is this a fetish? Is a fetish? I think that they're, they're waiting, they're just making sure that I'm not dead. If I'm dead, they're gonna eat my face off. They're gonna start up my nose and then chew down to my eyeballs. They grab and chew at any bit. Like if I'm laying there and my hands are outside the covers, I wake up at four in the morning and they're both chewing on different fingers on my hand. No good. Okay. First of all, they, have a taste they for start at your flesh. nose. Maybe what? they're cannibal cats. They're cannibal yeah, cats. They could be. Is that a thing? Yeah. It's called a tiger, Jimmy. Yes. No. No, so that's the cats, and and when I let I let them because they've been locked up because I can't let them out. I, they're gonna wander away because like again, my house has had people in it. We're doing Wait, a documentary. Aren't cats supposed uh, to go gallivanting about and like catch mice? No, well, my big great cats allowed out, not not the two new black ones. They they're shooting. You know, I'm gonna do a, a, a wink wink nudge nudge. They're shooting a documentary at my house this week. Wink wink nudge nudge documentary, uh, and so there's camera people here there's all kinds of stuff going on and every time i turn around all the doors are wide open so are you wanting us to engage with this or do you want no 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 i mean people, people confidential thing I... <laughs> it's a code word i'm shooting a documentary code word wink wink nudge nudge there's something going on here with doing the, the concepts of... so the documentary is called wink wink nudge nudge are you getting people yeah. like excited about tools and stuff like haha hey have you ever heard of monty python yeah did you ever watch? No, why? Tell me. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Know what I mean? Know what I mean? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Huh? Know what I mean? You're going to have to. I have to go to Eric on this one. I'm, I'm... <laughs> why, oh, why, just... to, why to me? Because typically you know all the little things about videos and vlogs and things, and I don't. <laughs> I know I just... things about oh, videos and vlogs and things. Listen, you're, you, for eight months out of the year, you sit inside because you can't go outside. <laughs> and you watch videos and things of that nature so <laughs> no I'm, be an I'm i'm be I'm, I'm i'm tap dancing around facts because i can't say it but there's something going on we're working on a concept and there's a camera crew in my house and my house is like i said every time i turn around like the camera crew just said goodbye to me they walked out and they just didn't close the door they're like and you expected them to i did because i figured the last one was going to close the door behind him and he just like walked out the door was wide open and <laughs> So that's why I have to contain the cats. And when I finally go to bed at night, they're like, oh, <laughs> some human interaction. Let's yeah. chew your fingertips off. Yeah, so. that's true. Okay, great. So let's talk about some tools. Did you all see the 250 Little Giant that I picked up recently? Unbelievable. Yes. Beautiful very, piece. Very nice. So I like the wood Davis underneath it. Oh, the big creosote beams, huh? Those yeah. are nice. So that was it. Before I got there, it took him a day and a half to clear out stuff around us because the guy's a hoarder, right? Deluxe hoarder. His name's Lonnie Joe Edwards. He's one of the most gentle, polite, interesting, artistic men, man that I've ever met in my life. He's amazing. Like, if I could come back as someone, it would be partially Lonnie Joe Edwards. 
Like just the half other of parts. them? That seems weird. Yeah. The, the other half, half. Be just no, the, the lower other half, half would be uh, <laughs> a, a mixture of Rowdy Rowdy Piper and uh, Dog the Bounty Hunter. So, oh, okay. Just to get a good mix, you know. Anyway, seems, so that seems he like cleared out a full human. Yeah, it's like a Z donk, you know, like a part zebra, or part donkey. Yeah. Anyways, back to my story. Uh, so. He cleared out for a day and a half around this hammer, and there was still so much crap in the way that I didn't know if I'd be able to get it out. I had delivered uh, from the rental company a forklift that would pick up 5,500 pounds, but I already knew that the hammer weighed 6,000 pounds. So everybody was like, there's no way you're going to be able to get this hammer out of here with that forklift. And I said, listen, I've done it before. I've been in a situation similar to this before. I'll make it work. And I did. But... There was no room to spare, so much yeah. that my very first pull on it, I broke the treadle linkage. Couldn't believe it; broke my heart. But, oh, on the on the hammer. Yeah, but I fixed it. So it's was it good. a slip? Was it a slip of the fork? Is that what happened? I don't know if you saw on the video. Is that the fork slipped back a little bit, and you just hear this and this this big. It sounded like a chain link broke. Yeah, that was on your vlog. It was on my vlog. Yeah. <laughs> my Peter. So then I loaded it up on the trailer and got out of there. But it's fun to go get things like that that have been hiding forever. Let me tell you oh, a little yeah. bit of the story. It's like archaeology. Lonnie Joe Edwards had bought the hammer like 30 years ago. He found it in Lubbock, Texas. He asked around, asked around. He'd heard about a 250 Little Giant kind of being around there somewhere. And he finally asked around enough to where he ended up at a nursing home talking to an old man that owned it. And the old man, after weeks and weeks and weeks of Lonnie Joe going to visit him for lunch like two or three times a week, finally decided to sell him the hammer for 700 bucks. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, so he got it, put it in his shop. Did you pay at least <clears throat> 600 for it? At least 800 I paid a lot for it, yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, are you going to keep it or are you going to sell it? No, I already sold it. Next. <laughs> <laughs> I've got another one. Anyway, so he had it in his shop for the first 10 years. He had built a, uh, a three-phase inverter so he could run it. After the first 10 years it was there, the, the phase converter broke. So it's been sitting there unused for the last 20 years. No way. Totally. Totally. Isn't that funny how time slips away? I mean, I feel that like I'm old enough now where I've, I've let time slip away from a few projects that are just sitting around still. And I still think it's like, oh, I only started that a week ago. And I look at it and I'm like, wow, yeah. it's been like five or six years that this has been waiting for my attention. 1842. I also found out through some other people that that hammer is in a hard book, a hard book publication. I forget the name of it. I have written down at my shop because they had, were building some real elaborate uh rails and stuff uh um what do you call them uh stair stairway railing you know Broad iron rail. railing. yeah and so it was featured in some book that i need to get this would be an interesting little little addition to the equation so when was that hammer made uh okay the, the serial number on it is 334 and unfortunately serial number 334 the paperwork from the factory is gone it, or the rats have eaten it or it was burned up. I can't remember. It was one of the three, but they don't have, there's a, there's a certain run of serial numbers that little giant doesn't have any, any history on. And that happened to fall in that, that category. 
Now, what what was the time span for the for that those series of numbers? Like from like nineteen to nineteen something. Um, that's a good question. I'm gonna ask and find out. I mean, like when did little like when is the last little giant from, for instance? Nineteen seventy ish. And what was the first little giant from? Um, nineteen oh six. Okay, so about a seventy year run, a sixty five year run. Yeah. Wow. Oh, you know what I bought today? What'd you buy there, big guy? I bought a 1970 Honda motorcycle, two cylinders. I don't even know what the model is. I saw it sitting at the flea market, and I said, and the reason it, I just it popped in my head is because it's from 1970. It's a 1970 Honda. Oh, just, just because? It's it's a full. Everything is there. I leaned over, I looked at it, and I said to the guy at the flea market, I go, "Whose is that?" He goes, "Oh, that belongs to Steve, who happens to be my neighbor. You guys been to my shop?" The guy that has the big pile of garbage that's at the other side of the complex, that's like mm-hmm. on the side of my parking lot, it's his. And I went over to him. I said, hey, I go, what's with the motorcycle? He goes, I'll give it to you for 200 bucks if you want it. So And you I bought said, it. I bought it. The reason I bought it is because Taylor is really heavily getting into motorcycles. He's like a, really interested in buying a motorcycle and wanting to modify one. So I bought this full, it's like a full on Honda, like mod bike. It's really, it's everything's there. It's like a full bike that just hasn't been used in 40 years. And so I wanted to like take it apart, clean it, whatever. If it falls apart, doesn't work, whatever, she could throw it away. So it's a practice bike for her to, to start fiddling around with and learning how to mo- use a motorcycle. I, you know what? I have an, uh, uh, an infinite love for motorcycles, but I also don't want anybody to buy them. Well, they're just so dangerous. That's why I'm buying it. That's why I bought her this one <laughs> because it doesn't run. It doesn't run. <laughs> What's wrong with it? What'd you do? I think it might. She's. Uh, she's been wanting to buy a Ducati and it's a lot of money, of course. And she's like deciding whether she wants to go on to payments on it or whatever. And I was like, why don't you get something a little bit less powerful, something you could play with a little bit, something. So I'll get her this. It doesn't run. She could play with it. She could try and get it running. If she gets it running, it's a big success. She could learn. She's really more interested in the mechanics and the beauty of a motorcycle than like actually using it to go somewhere. And so I'm hoping this by me buying this for her, it'll, slow her interest down a little bit she'll never listen to this so i don't think she'll be tricked yeah well, she'll never listen fun. to this very good small <clears throat> engine learning experience but that's i i didn't want to sidetrack the power hammer conversation i want to ask you something about the power hammer yeah go ahead one thing i i, I like about your vlogs one of my favorite things about your vlogs is the power hammer of the week takes pole position outside to the right side of your entrance yes and the beauty on display this week on your vlog was the 250 giant yeah from time to time that is the position of the subject at hand or the subject of that week's vlog do you do they always get do they always get that position and then get put to the new owner or do they get do they sit there for like a couple of weeks you show off your neighbors and your vloggers and then you put it back in the warehouse or so that's a great observation you have there yes it depends on the size. honestly i could tell you're very proud of like your latest thing and you put it oh. there and you're peacocking to your neighbors and guys that steal <laughs> your straps and stuff yeah so things things that are heavy enough oh quick loader yeah no they don't pay me anything so no no i'm just kidding <laughs> Yeah, I, I get thought, really. I thought you said gloater, because that's what he's like gloating about. The oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but go ahead. I love I love to put things right there because uh, you can showcase them, and I think it's a nice backdrop. Yes. Also, 
It's a shade. Uh, yeah, it can be shady there. Yes. And I do like for things to sit out. That's like right outside the loading dock door for the back of my main building. And so I can walk out there and do things and work on it or whatever. I just, I, I like for something to be parked in that position so that I can slobber all over it. So yeah. yes, you're very, that's very true. No, I'm the same way. I put something in my loading dock. It's although it's not like for everybody to see, cause it's kind of hidden, but I have right now, I have my, my windmill, my Heidelberg windmill press that I've acquired. Right. In. It's kind of cool to, to be able to, because yes, when you do put them away, like you can go in my barn building and, and trip over power hammers. Right. But when one of them's sitting out there by itself, it's kind of like a glorious, it's like the swan, you know, it's just cool. It's just, it's the swan. Yeah. It's, it's just hanging out. Swan. <laughs> Green the swan. Yeah. It is nice to play with. Having because look, I mean, you like, just, well, you not... look at the background of Eric's thing right now. There's just shit everywhere, dude. <laughs> Yeah, this is this bad. is so organization. If he, like, if he if he was like, look at this new camera I got with this huge screen on it and all this stuff, you wouldn't really oh, be yeah. able to see that over all of the other jizz jazz in the background. He's got a ladder. What does that ladder go to? So it's don't worry definitely about it. to uh, to get the snow off the roof. I would imagine. I don't it's know. It's to ascend to the ethereal plane. Oh. Uh, I don't know. It's it's used to be how I got to the upper level. Uh, before I built stairs. Oh. And now I haven't moved it because um, I got stuff to do. Is it poked through a hole in the ceiling that I can't see? No, the ceiling's really high here, like 15 feet or something. So is the ladder just like hooked on like an object on the ceiling? Is that why it's not falling? No, it's leaning against the second floor. Oh. So when something's up high on a high, tall shelf and you reach up there to get it, does the fat of your belly get a little cold because it gets exposed when it <laughs> falls out? No. No, there's no, uh, there's no, there's no like fold available oh. for flapping. You don't like, like when you put your arm up, yeah, I like see the it, fold dude. Your fucking gut comes out, dude. That's when I'm like, like, remember the sweating? That was the day. Oh yeah, the sweat rings on you are so impressive. Like it, under the titty sweat, under the ass cheek sweat. Yo, that was full body experience. Yeah, it, it was, was like you sauna. were. It's just like you had a flea dip. Yeah, I went into a sauna. <laughs> a flea dip. Long. That's cool. Didn't yes. I give you a bunch of those things to hang up cans with? Those little prototype deals. Hang up cans. Those little tabs, the little aluminum tabs. Like spray no. cans. I remember you talking about these, but I, I but don't I think didn't I get have them. some. I don't think so. Oh, y'all! When y'all are there here, I'll give you some, and then you'll never put them up. Yeah, I vaguely remember this aluminum can tab thing. Like you could hold really the cool. can sideways against the yeah, wall. Yeah, I was just thinking that maybe you're using some in the background, but that's no, um, that's not right. I don't do storage. Okay, so. Uh, after I got the power hammer, actually before I got the power hammer, I bought a, a machine shop uh, around here. Oh, yeah, that, I remember that. Talk about that. That I saw that on your vlog. That machine shop was a machine shop that had been kind of dusty and filled with leaves and stuff. So it obviously had been some time before you got to it. From yeah, the last, so it, it it had not been in occupied or anybody been in there in like three years. 
It's interesting. So it was a, a, this guy had, had started it, then he gave it to his son, then he died, and he gave it to his son. Anyway, so they, and then he died. So I bought it from the sister, and she was very emotionally attached to everything. It took me a year to buy that place. Uh, just because she was ready, then she wasn't ready. She was ready, then she wasn't ready. She was ready. I paid for it. Then she wanted to know if she could give the money back because she talked to her therapist. And it was really hard on her. Interesting. And then she came to give me the keys so that I could get in. And she cried the whole time. And she's crying so hard that she couldn't see the keys. So she handed me her keys. And then I just asked her to leave because it was just too much for me to handle. Like, it was not that big of a deal, woman. <laughs> and then she asked, of all things, if I would make some like little figurines out of I remember this. Did we talked about this last time, I think. Or Holy maybe we talked crap. on the phone about it. I can't remember. Yeah, and I was like, sure, I'll do that for you. And she goes, okay, I need 10 of them for my cousins and all this. And I'm thinking, this deal is never going to end, period. This is something that will never end. And did, did you got it all now. It's all done. I got it all. It yes. ended. Cool. How many lathes were in this thing? They looked like there was 15 Four. lathes. Four. Four lathes, yeah. But one of them looked tremendous. Like, was it like 15 feet long? Yeah, no, it's a hundred inch. It's a it's a Mazak 18, which is made in Japan. Hmm, it's a eight, it's a gap bed, uh, 18 inch swing gap bed lathe. It's actually a, a very highly regarded lathe. Explain what a gap bed is. That's where the waves come out of the way. It's where you can remove a section of the uh, of the lathe itself. Yes, so that you can swing larger material. Mm -hmm. And your and your uh, uh, your crossfeed could still kind of reach because you could put like an extended crossfeed on there or whatever, kind of a facing, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. So there was that lathe, there was a closing lathe, there's a Harding lathe, and there was a Carol Jamison lathe, which most people probably never heard of a Carol Jamison lathe. Yeah, They're it. kind of uh, a, a rare lathe, so to speak. That does not mean that they're monetarily rare. It's just an oddball ma uh, manufacturer or name, but they're really good lathes, really good lathes. Um, you know, that, that reminds me of a, a there's a full-on machine shop about 80 miles from here. I went and looked at it. It was a sharpening machine shop. They have uh, it's called they have these Cincinnati machines. They might be the Cincinnati number four. I forget. I could look that up if you guys are curious. But the woman's got about 10 of them. Nope. Yep. And they're beautiful, cool machines. She wanted. $3,500 each for them. She thinks, because her father passed away, and it's a full-on sharpening machine. They have, uh, every machine is set up for different type of sharpening, whether it's a saw blade for a yeah. saw, whether it's a saw blade for a bandsaw, whether it's a, a paper cutter for a long... That'd be sweet. And, and every, it's, she must have at least 10 of these machines, and they're all set up, and the whole machine shop is still set up. Yeah, those, are, those are at, like, the highest gizmosity factor machines. Yeah, because they, the they're name. like they're like a surface grinder and a milling machine combined. Yeah, and nuts. the tables have like a thirty-inch swing because you want to cut like a you want to sharpen, for instance, like a, a paper cutter blade. They have a twenty-four-inch paper cutter. You could back and forth. Yeah. Anyway, I wanted to buy one of the machines for the paper cutter, and she wanted thirty-five hundred. Like these are machines she should be selling for two hundred bucks each. You might just that have to let building, that sit until she realizes. The building is going to rot away before any of those machines move. It's right outside their house. It's, it was a father's. And, you know, obviously she has sentimental attachment. The reason I bring it up is because it's what you yeah. said, sentimental attachment. And they're, they're not going to go anywhere. They're not worth anything. 
Yeah, and the sad thing is, especially with scrap value these days, it's they're they're going to have to pay someone to haul them off at some point. Yeah, you know, that that's the unfortunate thing when you have somebody interested in buying a machine that is that is old and in between the like the industrial revolution and kind of the newer stuff. You got to really be careful with those machines because there's a there's a high probability of them having a zero dollar value. Yeah. Okay. So when that's the case, it's like you got a guy there that's interested in buying it. You better entertain his offer or you better make him a good deal because when he walks away, now you have something that's going to cost you money to get Which out. Which is unfortunately those type of people with that sort of brain power or brain people in that position are listening to this podcast and they never will. So they won't, they're never going to know this. You know what I mean? Right. So it's, but what, but that, rem that brings me to another interesting point. So you guys know that. I don't know, last time we did a podcast, I went to Louisville since, again, I went to Louisville again. I won that big bandsaw, so now I have two of these bandsaws. One's here in my backyard that yeah. I got. I, I this, It's been a secret. It's so far away removed, but that bandsaw that I got, I got it for free. The owner gave it to me. He didn't want his relatives to know, but his relatives are never going to listen to this, so I could say that. I just won't put it on my YouTube channel. But that big bandsaw that I got, he gave it to me for free. So I We're got not that surprised. Band Right. Oh, really? So I got that bandsaw for free, the one that's here that you guys saw. The one in Louisville, Kentucky, I paid $600 for. Right. When I was in Louisville, the guys that were at the auction and they, they were I hung out with them at when I was there at the Maker Fair in Louisville and at the end of September, they said, "Dude, nobody bid on that bandsaw. You could really? have bid 50 bucks and you would have won it." Oh. The bidding what? started at 800. They sit because he he was one a couple of my friends were there. What the, hell? the bidding started at eight hundred. It kept coming down, down, down to four hundred. Nobody in the room bid on it. They waited and it just okay. We'll give it to the guy that did the left bid. I got the phone call a few hours later and they said, "Sure, I paid that." And then the auction fee. It was I ended up paying about six hundred and fifty bucks for it. Okay, I think that's the most corrupt auction company in the entire world. <laughs> Seriously, why? that's not how that works. That is tell me that's, why. Because I did that's a left illegal. Did. That's illegal for them to do that. Really? Then what should they Absolutely. have done? Absolutely, they can't just if they if they went down to four hundred and got no bid, they can't just go. Oh, I'll take the guy's six hundred dollar bid. See, I wasn't there. That's what somebody who was there told me. Oh, dude, I would be busting their ass wide open so hard they would never hold another auction. I'm serious. That is yeah, crap. like Did technically, that, you know, the what should they have code. done? What should they have done? Well, once it's not... once it's stated by the auctioneer what the what it's going for, that's what you pay. Yeah, but if he's bidding it, if the guy, if the auction company comes down to four hundred, so like, the, what would bid, what would have been the proper way to to, to auction it? Then you opinion? should have been four hundred. Yeah, you should have got it at four hundred if that that's was as what low he's as saying. He, so you're saying he, he? I think he went down trying to fish a hook, you know, hook a fish. Yeah, that's fine. But and you're an absolute bid at 600, meaning you'll pay 600 if that's what it takes. But if it's at 400, they can't just go, oh, we'll sell it to him for 600 because there's no bids at 400. We'll just jack it up to 600 and just sell it to the guy that has an absentee bid. That's so, crap. So he should have started at 800 and then went down and stopped at six and waited for someone to take a bite. Well, stop yeah. where you have the highest bid. Yeah. Pretty much, they would have not sold the item, period, if you hadn't given them an absentee bid. Right. 
but they saw that you you bid it up to you bid it at six hundred. Mm-hmm. They didn't have any bids at four hundred. How do they get six hundred? It just doesn't make any sense. It's crap. What? Okay, I've see, I, didn't, I don't have experience ever... with that. I don't know. I was just I, happy to have it. Like at auctions, I've always wondered if they they ever pay attention to the absentee bids before stuff uh, goes live. And yeah, uh, there's the auctioneer probably doesn't. Bit. But they should have a hand that's sitting there that knows the act, the absentee bids that's bidding it for them. Mm-hmm. You know. See, I don't know. But I don't have enough experience. It's a, it, it's a, the principle of the deal is is yeah. crappy, but the reality of the item for at six hundred is great. Right. So the point, I, the reason I bring this up, thank you for that information. I didn't. Now I'll know better next time I'm an educated auction bidder. Now, but honestly, so many people have said to me, they everybody perceives that the machine is worth thousands of dollars. It is. No, but I mean the point I'm making is is like. The one that's here in Woodstock for 500. I know where there's another one that's being given to me in Indiana for free. There's another one in my mother's garage that I'm willing to give to somebody. I already gave it to Zep, but I got to double check with him before I give it to somebody else. But the point I'm making is, is these machines fall into that category that you were talking about between the Industrial Revolution and like the 1950s, 60s, where those are the machines that people just assume are worth a lot of money because they have a, a physical heavy value because they're physically heavy, but nobody wants them. I'm the only, like I had, I, I took a quick glance at that machine when I was in Kentucky in July and I'm like, oh damn, I want that machine. And I kind of sweated a little bit. I got nervous. My heart raced a little bit. Like that was like, you know, the universe saying you need to bid on this. If you don't get it, you're going to regret it for the die. Until you die. Okay. Oh, let's, you're going to tell me, everybody the story. I found the same bandsaw that I could have got, but I didn't get it. You know, people, uh, I just want to comment a little on this. It's not that people don't want these machines, it's that people are not aware or not haven't been That's turned true. on to them. They're not educated about them true. yet. And it takes right. people like us to realize that something is of value and for us to rescue it mm-hmm. and, and us get it going. And so that people can understand that these older machines are unfreaking believable. They're really unless amazing. Unless it's a jigsaw. Yeah, get that out of my face. If it's a jigsaw, then you just make it a laser jigsaw, and then it's amazing. No, we yeah, have no, to, we have to that happen, but we'll talk about that when I come and see it in person. Yeah, but I also think it's uh, like the, the price the price of entry to play this game is high. Uh, in the sense that if you want to be someone who wants to move a 36-inch bandsaw, not only do you now need to figure out a way to get it out of there for the, as cheap as humanly possible, mm-hmm. you need to put okay. it in your home garage, which doesn't have the right power for that anyways. Even That's not if true. You, and you may or may not have a garage at all. Uh, and then you need to get a three-phase or maybe not depending on the big machining needs. That's why three-phase stuff sells cheaper than their single-phase versions, just because it's so expensive to switch over. Okay, let me comment on that. Sure. Three-phase for on a bandsaw, 36-inch bandsaw, 28-inch, 32, whatever, all of those bandsaws, the motors that are on them doesn't really matter, right? You can put because whatever you, can, you want on them. You can put any motor you want on yeah, them. Yeah, but that It's costs, just driving belts. That costs money. Right. So you're just going to have to, to your point, 
it's going to have to be economical to move, yeah. to pick up, transport back to your facility so that you can get it going. It's got to be economically purchased so that you can put a new motor on it, new bearings, new guides, new tires, new all that. This is why equipment used that's been restored costs money. Yeah. It costs more money than what you think. I sell 25-pound little giants for $7,500. I have a waiting list for them at that price. And a lot of people will tell you that that's a crazy, ridiculous price. And to that I say, you have no idea what you're talking about. Because yeah. it has cost me money. to uh, The acquisition cost me money, okay? The transportation cost me money. The sweat equity, the time out of my life cost me money. Moving the new it, parts cost me it. money. The Babbitt cost me money. The sandblasting cost me money. The new motors, the new everything cost me money. The margins on this acquisition from beginning are not as grand as you would think at 7,500 right. when you restore it to the level I do. So the people that are on the waiting list have acknowledged that, accepted that, and have gone, you know what? That price is something I'm willing to pay because of the value of the item I'm going to get. But the people that are sitting in their mother's basement over there going, oh, my God, a 25-pound little giant, $7,500 is ludicrous. To them, I say, keep living in your mother's basement. You will never own a power <laughs> hammer. You will own a treadle hammer that you made out of scrap that your dad left you when he died that is crap. And, and it won't Jesus. even squish a copper penny flat. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's get with yeah. the program. And right. so the same thing with the with the uh, a bandsaw, you know, you go pour a new Babbitt in a bandsaw and it costs fourteen dollars a pound and it holds ten pounds. I mean, you got some money right there. Mm -hmm. And know? the time and energy to take it apart and put it back together, right? Exactly. Your time is always worth something. Mm -hmm. So, speaking of little giant, isn't it with that little giant we saw when we were out in Long Island this summer in the in the garage next to where we were? Is that yes. available that you know? The little giant in the garage next to where we were. Can you remind? Oh, where's sure. the onion? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The onion. Do you yeah, think yeah. that's for sale? Um, I'm sure it would be. Yeah. Could you could you yeah. do some prying for me and find out? Yeah, but yeah, why do you want a 25? Just because it's cute. No, we get you a big. You need a big hammer. Big hammer. I could make nice little wizard spikes on that. Did you see? Uh, you could. Yes. Uh, on my vlog a couple of days ago, this. The, this really nice guy, Michael Davis, was over, and he wants that 250 that I have right now so bad. And I bought it right from under his nose. He knew about it. He just never, you know, he never pulled the trigger on it. And so he's been up to my shop, you know, two days in a row now playing with it because he just can't believe it's going away. And he made. Oh, that's the guy that's like all over it on the treadle and stuff. Is oh that... yeah, dude, it's so funny. So he was making like a thing, and I, I told him well, on the main the... stage, the 250 yeah. giant. Do that on today on the main stage, ladies and gentlemen. On the main stage, a 250 little giant coming in at a blistering 6,000 pounds at 286 beats a minute will knock your titties in the ground. Anyway, <laughs> he made a wizard spike on it, it was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. I made a what did I make? Oh, I made a really nice knife at the last, the last class that we did with Chris. By the way, Chris Cash is amazing. Chris, I know Chris listens and Chris, I love you. Chris and I bonded last couple of weeks. He did a great job at the class and he did a great job at, at the maker camp. Chris was basically the MC of the maker of the maker class. He's already, he's now he's getting his due because I talked about the maker camp about an hour ago and I didn't mention his name, but I must mention his name now because he kicked major ass. 
he was the MC. We had a bullhorn, and he kept talking and making announcements on the bullhorn, and he's really good at it. You just reminded me. That's doing your announcement because you're good at it too. So Chris really, really kicked ass. But at his last class, I, I hammered out a knife. So it was the first, like, every time I make a wizard spike, it's me just dilly-dallying and playing around. But I made a really nice knife that I'm proud of. I'm going to finish it, put a handle on it and everything. So I did that. So uh, my I, uh, I'm getting better. That's, That's it. good. Was there a point <laughs> to all that? I mean, I got the Chris thing, yeah. <laughs> no, the point I started saying is that I'm getting better at blacksmithing. Was there a I'm, commercial in there? Or? No, no, no. <laughs> but yeah, it was That's for why he needs the, the mini, the mini no, giant. No, because... I, I know I've been dabbling in blacksmithing, but I haven't really been like digging beneath the surface. And the last knife I made, I did. And Steve Steve House is here from from England from Fools with Tools podcast, and Steve also helped me quite a bit on that. And we have a class coming up this weekend, which is going to be another killer fun time with Alex Paul. We're going to be making English axe heads. So the dementia thing kind of comes back into my mind at the moment because. <laughs> When you say that you bonded with Chris over the last two weeks, it makes me wonder, like, what in the hell were you doing for the last year and a half when I introduced you to him? It's just, it's just no, further. Like he's further been bonded. to your house like 14 times, and now you've just bonded with him? He didn't leave this time. He was like, we had two weekends in a row, so it was quite beautiful. Oh, yeah, Chris is a good dude, man. Yeah, we had, we had fun. So yeah, and, uh, you just make... one of those guys that's always happy, which is great. Yeah, yeah that, I don't like that. And because Taylor likes him. That makes my life easy. Don't ride in his truck, though. He smokes, and it smells so bad, like a marble <laughs> man died in there. Oh, my God. It makes me his sick to my truck, stomach. The cab of his truck is like a doghouse for a junkyard dog. Oh, I That's all I think of. I think of, like, this car. If this car, if he didn't start it for a few weeks, a dog would live in it in a junkyard. <laughs> no, a dog would then start if driving it. If he start it for a couple weeks, mold would grow up past the ceiling. <laughs> That's Are you removing the, stitches, Jimmy? No, that's what the smoke's for. You gotta kill. Ooh. You gotta kill the oh. uh, the mold. I'm, cut, I'm cutting. A, I'm cutting a callus off my hand with a pair of scissors. Oh my god! You should oh, eat god. it after too. Just I've already been. Just made Andrew die. I want to punch him in the throat so bad right now. I can see <laughs> that he is thinking about what it tastes and texture is. <laughs> hey, oh, I, look I, at I this. want to punch it in the throat. Oh. See, this that looks like out. a. That's infected. That looks like a. It definitely looks like a lizard's vagina. Why why is your? Why is the cut on your finger black? Well, I'll tell you. Let me go back. When I was a a drunken teenager, spray painted it closed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, when I was a drunken teenager at seventeen, I went to pick up a bottle of Thunderbird. We were at the beach, and I was drunk, and I dropped a bottle of Thunderbird, and I reached down to pick it up just at the same exact time my brother went to stomp on it because he heard the glass break and he like conscious, like did this heavy metal stomp with his sneakers to break the bottle even more. And I was went to pick it up because I was so drunk I didn't realize it had broken. The label held it together. Uh. So as I reached down to pick it up, he stomped on my hand onto the bottle. Uh. And it cut, it ripped my whole fingertip wide off. And uh, so the doctor couldn't put the piece back on. So it looks like the tip of my finger. Sometimes you see like when my hand's up, the tip of my it's finger like looks like I got a bite out of my pointer finger. But the reason I bring this up is that uh, it's like an accumulation of big, thick skin. And about once every four months, I, 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 I nibble at it, and then I peel uh, it, and it peels back, and I get like a uh, big, big lump of skin that peels off my fingertip. Shedding? Molting? Awesome. I chew on it for about two hours, and I spit it out. <laughs> God, what I wouldn't give to like have this time back. 
<laughs> I wish. Look, oh my God. I wish I I where where is the dock? I need to get in the magic time machine and fly back <laughs> two minutes ago. Start over. You ruined his entire face. month. I you, hate you now, Jimmy. This is awful. Like wow, your brow is so furrowed the entire time I was talking. Yeah, he's so, his, Botox. I'll get Botox. His soul is disgusting. <laughs> No, I, like I just died inside hearing that story. I just I can't take it. Yeah, I was gonna say the wrinkle between your eyebrows came back while I was telling that story. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, that's incredibly that. disgusting. Impressively that's disgusting. Just... And so Jimmy. I was just to spray paint this evening during my double secret project, and that's why this paint all caught up in my scar there. Okay, so that's why it's black. Thank you for that's answering black, the question. That's amazing. Yo, did you see? Speaking about lathes, the lathes I just obtained. Yes. It's, it's, very... a, it's a South Bend. Is it South Bend? No, it's a Logan. Oh, it looks like a South Bend, like number nine, like I got with no gearbox. Kind of, yeah. 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 It's, a, very... it's what is it, about 30 inches long? Uh, No, like 40, 48. Oh, it is that long. Yeah. I'm not going to speak until you buy a lathe that's big enough to actually talk about. No, I don't need it. I have a, access to a full CNC machine shop anytime I need to. So you I, bought a pencil lathe. I just got this because I needed to make uh, like oddball fasteners, nuts and bolts for restoration projects and for bushings, oh. basically. Oh, I like it. That's all I like. I it. It's a good lathe. It's a good lathe. But like what? when you when when you need to when you need to change the pitch on a on a on a thread on a thread cut, are you, do you have to call Mister Pete? How do you know how to change that stack of gears? There's a there's a manual. You know that Eric will read that. He doesn't go outside. Remember? Uh -huh. <laughs> yes, it's the ma there's a manual. Not only that, but uh, I'll just go buy the die. I probably don't even care. Yeah. No, but the, I mean, honestly, just the convenience of having a gear changer, though, because you could change the speed, the feed. Yeah, the gear very, changer obviously is for you know for changing the pitch, but you have a lot of yes. convenience with with facing off with a nice clean face and so on and so on. Yes, the the quick change box would have been ideal. Obviously, it's just uh, what is available to me around here at the moment for a reasonable price. Plus. Uh, with change gears, I guess technically you have more options. Hey, are you near Vancouver? Mm, no, like, no, half a state, half a country away. Oh, <laughs> you did go to school, right? No, I am not. Vancouver is the west coast. Oh. I am like in the middle. <laughs> so no not really i got invited to go on a snow skiing adventure coming up there in vancouver yeah you should vancouver's unreal no i'm not gonna go all right don't go if it was close to you i'd go um, so there um, are no skiing opportunities really where i am why the flatness maintains oh Okay, you could get pulled by a uh, uh, four-wheeler or something. Yes, which is always fun. But yeah, you're not going to be going skiing for more than 10 seconds. That's cool. Um, let's talk about uh, more of the details. Like, you know, yes, the details. When you, when you brought that up, did you have something specific you wanted to discuss? Well... I, I did. Like did. Details matter. You know, for example, like 
if you're going to go buy something and you're going to take your trailer, the details of that matter. Here's what runs through my head when I'm going to go buy something and I'm loading up my trailers. Do I have two spare tires? Mm. Do I have a cordless impact wrench to change out blowouts? Do I have mm. wood locks so I don't have to use a jack to pull up the trailer on that? Do I have my straps? Do I have my tie down? Do I have my chains, my chain boomers? Do I have extra diesel? Where am I going? Do all the lights work? You know, devil's in the details. You got to know all these things before you go. It's just yes. one of I'm just trying to ramble on because Jimmy's not paying attention. Yeah, that no, seems no. like. No, no. I just, I just I got a message from uh, Evaporust. I'm going to do a little side project for them for our event. So she just sent me an email. But the details do matter, and it's really important because you know what drives me crazy is when, like, I see somebody to do a pickup or they want to help me with a pickup, and they got, like, a spaghetti bowl of straps in the back of their car. And I'm oh, like, yeah. do you even have the other side? Like, I don't know. They're in here somewhere. I'm like, we're about to pick up, like, thousands of pounds of material or an yeah. object. And it's going to end up through the back windshield of your truck. Oh, yeah. no, it'll be fine. I'm like, and then, like, I remember, like, last summer I bought a Bridgeport clone and a, a, a surface grinder and, and a lathe. And my buddy said, oh, yeah, take use the trailer. Use my trailer. He had a two-wheel trailer, which means it only had two wheels. And the thing was, really? like, you know, what, I, what I meant to say is it only had, it didn't have two wheels on each side. It had two wheels total. Like, I have a trailer with four wheels. And I wouldn't go it's anywhere. It's called a tandem axle trailer versus a single axle trailer. Thank you. So he had a single axle, single axle trailer, the AKA the two wheeler. And he's like, Oh, take it upstate. I would have had to drive it 170 miles. I was not about to do that. Cause if I had got to bed, I had a flat on the side of the highway. I don't know. I don't have a spare for this. I don't even know what the bolt pattern is. I don't know nothing about his trailer. He's like, no, 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 it'll be safe. It'll be fine. I'm like, no dude, I'm not taking it. So I dropped the equipment off at my mother's house and I gave him his trailer back. And I took some of the stuff up. Some of it's still in storage down there. But the point I'm making is this, especially if you're going on a long trip, you got to be prepared. You got to have, he's checking his email. You got to be prepared. You got to. <laughs> he's, he's showing showing the 500 pound? No. Um, the no. That's I have a guy that's picking up stuff for me right now. And he, uh, he got a, uh, a gap bed Putnam Machine Works lathe. And I'm trying to figure out what mo what a year model is because Putnam started their uh, business in 1836, I believe, and sold in 1919 or 1913, something like that. So they're regardless of what it is, it's old as could be. Right. And it looks like it's really old. And and it's the 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 face plate for the gap bed is four feet in diameter. Wow. That's anyway. that's not what you just showed me though. You showed us the power hammer just now. Okay, this is sitting beside it already loaded on the trailer. Oh, excellent! My God. That is a big lathe and a massively sensual hammer. You talking yeah. about like picking up stuff? You know what's funny too? Do you ever see like guys that drive trailers that don't have lights on them? They're like, eh, yeah, right. maximum safety. Or trailers that aren't registered or anything like that. Like that, like that. Their anxiety level. I couldn't even the leave ones my that house. Are just the the back of an old pickup. <laughs> those ones i'm doing a, i'm going to be doing a trailer mod on my my buddy ed the guy that's next door that comes over and just stares and stares at us sits and stares at us oh god that guy is yeah. that that guy that talks real funny yeah no he did, went, did you even meet this guy i don't know if you meet, met this guy 
he he wants to take his trailer and shorten it. So we're going to take his trailer. We're going to cut about four feet out of Why? it. The tongue would ever Why? want. That's the opposite of what anybody would no, ever want to do. No, no, no. He has a dump trailer that was probably made by somebody before him because it looks like it's from 1970. It's a dump trailer, and the tongue on it is like eight feet long for some reason. Oh, the and like the all tongue. the action happens at the dump. So he fills okay, it up. Wait a minute. The reason scrap. why a dump trailer is like that is usually so they can jackknife them to dump in a certain spot. I guess you don't need to jackknife it because there's a, there's a one place he goes to, and that's that. He's like, you know, he's an older guy. He just has his set ways. So I want to slap him in the face. He wants to cut about <laughs> about three feet. So we're going to literally cut the frame here and cut it there and splice it together. So we got this long taper, and we're going to put we're going to put we're going to cut out the middle of the taper. So it's going to be like a a taper that's going to blunt to a short taper. Okay, let's take a vote. Me and Eric are going to be the ones voting. Jimmy, you're the observer. Eric. The vote is, do you think the thing will ever roll again, yes or no? <laughs> it's going to be fine. <laughs> It'll have a nice U-shape to it. It's going to track. The thing is going to look like it's tracking to the left <laughs> going down the highway, and it's going to rip the treads off the tires for the yeah, first even, mile. even slightly out of square, and it's going sideways down the highway. The guy's well, going he's gonna to have blowouts every other week. And like, he the can't good thing is, the the good thing is, is he is going to cut it. And he's going to splice it with nuts and bolts. He wants me to just reinforce his job with a welder, and that's oh, it. Okay. Oh my right. God, this sounds awful. The whole thing <laughs> sounds awful. I got these. I got these grade negative six bolts at the local hardware store. It's like Gumby, they actually flex in your hand. Yeah, just well, or I'll just strap it like T. Strap it. Yeah, I don't know. Ratchet straps. Ratchet yeah. straps. I don't know. I, I like tea. I don't know if this makes sense. What I'm about to say, but it, it's a big long taper, and there is <laughs> answer that no, no, no. before you say it. No, no, no. There's a rib. There's a rib. Say like you know from the actual uh, cross member. From the actual is a cross member about about a foot and a half from where it hook where the hitch is, and then is about three feet, and there's another cross member. So he's going to cut out the pieces in between those two cross members and mate them. They happen to have matching hole patterns on them for some reason, and he's going to match them together through the matching hole patterns, bolt them together, and then bring it over to me, and then I'm going to weld it and reinforce it. All right. I can't wait to see this project. <laughs> are you going to vlog this? I'll send yeah. you guys pictures. Yeah, but I said to him, I said, when you cut those, when you cut the trailer rails, the welds at these cross members are probably just tacked. They're not really meant to be structural. I mean, they are structural in their way, but they're meant to be like prevent torsion. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So he's going to base it. So that's where we're going to have to really might have to put like plates on them or something. Cause maybe those cross members don't go all the way inside the, the, the C channel. Or not. I, I didn't take a close look because I was like, it's up to him. The ball is in his court, which he has to now, take and do what he said he's going to do until he does that i'm not getting involved about advising him about just buying and selling that trailer and buying a new one that he's works not that, he's, that's not even an option have you been to east term yeah like i'm gonna take one of my like, gooseneck trailers tomorrow and he cut would the drag, thing off of it and make it a bumper pull he would drag his bedspread with garbage on it if that's what he had to do before oh paying, paying for something new <laughs> yeah i yeah. love it everyone in east durham is personally for sale <laughs> are they really that's the type of that's the type of town i've no, never this, seen so many people 
selling everything on earth <laughs> in their front yard no just e- everything there's a lot of garage sales up here yeah like everything is for like it's everything's for sale it is true it's amazing it's a very lucky location by the way did i talk about make camp yeah. so many people from all around the united states europe and alaska came to make camp and i thought canada. that was great it looked cool no what's one, it no one from canada was it a few people a few people from canada pat lap was here yeah and uh i met another young man from canada i forget his name but uh i think there was three people from canada that I, that that made themselves aware to me very exciting yeah yep 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 i made a map you know what i did i made a map and i put nails and string so people could hammer into the the thing and then stretch the string out and yes i saw that i saw a picture of that that was great there's people literally from everywhere and so next year I'm going to do that bigger because we ran out of room on that. And uh, there was even a guy from Texas, huh? Yeah, there was people from all around. Where was who was the guy from Texas? Uh, uh, Wesley Wesley Treat. He's got a great YouTube channel. He makes signs. He came in from Dallas. He drove up from Dallas. Wow. Oh, he, he said he called you. He said he called you, but you didn't answer the phone. Yeah, how that's very he? true. Very seldom do I answer the phone. He never <laughs> answers the phone. Just FYI, the number that you called that's out there is not attached to my body. <laughs> I don't know. I don't trust it. I don't trust it. No, I've had people um message me that are coming to the Google Land Fest that are like insanely far away. Like they bought plane tickets. Yeah. Yeah, and so are you. Like, yeah. <laughs> I am aware of that. But like I am me. I donated a drill press for the good of the land fest for yes. the evaporator tank. We should uh, discuss. We can discuss that as well. Uh, there'll be a very small flat belt run drill press that we will put up on the Instagrams. Um, we're going to be restoring that live at the event and then giving it away. I think it'll be. Really oh, you're going to cool. give it away? Yes. Yeah, it's a it's a, an amazing. It's a twist belt twist yeah, belt. It'll be at uh, a contest that you can win, but it is really cool, actually. It it's going to be called simple. the Shave Your Eyebrows or Butt Cheeks contest. <laughs> yeah, Don't Injure Yourself contest. Yeah. Uh, and that's it. That's another thing that's going on. What What do you plan to do? Just submerse the whole thing in Evaporus or what? Yeah, we'll do. So they're going to have a, uh, a heated tank. We're going to heat it up as much as we possibly can so it works even faster than normal. Um, and you could probably have – we'll take it apart and have – most major parts be rusted in just a few hours if you dropped it in That's in the morning. Cool. And then we'll put it back together and slap some oil or whatever rust preventative, make it run. I don't know if we have a belt. Maybe you can find something. Uh, I have all that. Yeah. And uh, a motor. Even have a motor, yeah. Yeah, w- with appropriate power transfer systems. Did you did you just press pause on yourself? No. Oh, you just got a little glitch in the internet there. Oh. Yeah, so that'll be interesting. I'm kind of excited to do that. It'd be nice to give that away. It'd be yeah. interesting to see who wins that kind of stuff. And it it is yeah. uh, like it'll be a crazy. This is all in a day. This is gonna this be is a, it's a, gonna be really like there's day. so much to do. There's so much to do. And then we, the uh, the next day we'll go back to the same location, and it'll just be like kind of a. 
invite only situation. So I'm going to be bringing a trailer full of goodies to yes, sell. Please do. And have people pilfer through and all kinds of stuff from that machine shop. I'll have anvils. I'll have blacksmithing coal. I'll have drill presses and all kinds of sexy things that will make you feel like a man or a voluptuous woman. <laughs> really? I'll be bringing some yeah. wrenches. Whoa, 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 whoa. Volump, volump, voluptuous? Voluptuous? Yeah. Vol yeah. Not volump, but volump. 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 Yeah, I'll bring, volump. I'm going to bring about 100 wrenches. Of which 25 of them I will steal. Oh, you're going to steal them? Yeah. Um, Same as last year. Of, there'll be like 100 minis. I'll probably bring maybe 25 six-inch ones. We'll see how that goes. They'll go yeah. quick. Well, yeah, maybe. Uh, last time they went super quick. I was very surprised by that. And uh, do you know Tyler from uh, nope. Nice Custom Goods on Instagram? No. Uh, he does leatherworking. He's doing leatherworking event at the uh, at the fest, and he's going to be making little. He's making little little leather pouches for the mini wrenches, like custom leather pouches. Oh, cool! They'll also be for sale too. We've we've talked back and forth about him making a few of those, so it'll be cool to kind of uh, have them for sale there for the first time ever. This thing it, just popped up on my screen that says "Get to know your Mac." Later. <laughs> yeah, because you just bought a new computer. Yeah. Because the old one didn't turn off. It crashed. That, that seems aggressive. I didn't know what I was doing. It was easier for me to buy another one and try to figure it out. I end up doing that all too often. I will not be able to find something in my workshop for obvious reasons and debate whether it's faster to just go get a new one. Totally. Or, or just spend the time trying to find it. And I end up searching yep. maybe for five minutes. And if I can't find it in five minutes, then I'm getting another hammer. A funny story. Uh, last week, uh, we made we made that map of the of the, the United States, Canada, Canada, and whatever in Europe. And we wanted to make string. And I have like 10 rolls of colored string construction lines. <laughs> and I can't it's Jimmy, It's like Jimmy's been so zoned out. That he thinks we're still talking about the makers camp. <laughs> no, 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 no. Listen, this this relates. This relates. I'll I'll tie it back in. No pun intended. I could not find the string. So Derek from Malden was with me. He went and bought a ten dollar roll of white string, which wasn't exciting because I have like five rolls of pink and yellow and yeah. green. Ever since then, we found every roll of string, but when I needed it, I could not find it. Oh dang it. At least now you got something the cats can play with. Oh, so annoying. Fell asleep. Okay, hot on the horizon. Here we go. Hot on the horizon, boys. We got things coming up that are hot and tasty. Go ahead, Eric. Um, I have obtained one of my personal white whales in terms of toys <laughs> slash tools to play with. It's a three it's a three phase forty-four volt still e30 chainsaw so Wait. how are you gonna run that i will perform some form of sorcery to obtain a maximum power 
Okay. Uh, no, we'll just, awesome. I'll just run it at the uh, the other show. Oh, okay. That's uh, awesome. Well, congratulations. Is it uh, is it about ready to go, or is it got to be rebuilt? I literally don't know in the sense that I can't uh, yet plug it in because everything in the other shop is wired, like hardwired into three-phase. So uh, I'll have to do a little bit of messing around to get that to work, but it's extremely rare. What year? It's uh, late 60s. Uh, just just the power head with no blade or anything is 41 pounds. Holy mackerel. So it's a, it's a four horsepower electric motor. Good lord, dude! That's what, what, where would this have been used? Is this like so? For production? This was used. This one, this one's from Oregon, and that's where it should be. In the sense that these were used in sawmills for bucking up uh, wood for other slabbing purposes, but mainly for bucking up stuff. So you, you could think about if they're doing firewood processing. If you put like a literal handle on the end of that chainsaw bar, and you can pull the lever down almost like a knife. Uh, just slicing logs up. That's what you needed. And uh, oh, so this is this is basically like a like a chop saw chainsaw. Is that what it is? Essentially, uh, it's still a chainsaw chainsaw, but right. That's where it would have been used because then you don't have to run it when it's not in use. Uh, right. And power on demand. Gas, and it's and that's what its purpose was. But most of them are fifty hertz. European models and the North American models are extremely rare. The other ones are already rare. It's just, it's what I've wanted in my life. So I will. I like it. How long is the bar on it? The bar on it is only three feet, but I have the, uh, I have the sixty-inch bar waiting. Yo, that'll be a good one. Yeah, Damn. it's uh, it's gonna be interesting. And I just, I want to trip the raker. I want to push this so hard <laughs> that the amperage just is insane. I want to see what it can do. Cause it's just pure torque. Yeah, I love that. It's uh, it's like uh, it's like a Tesla and chainsaw. Basically, I need it. I need it. I need to go murdering. You mentioned uh, sawmill, and you know, you know what? I just got. It. I didn't even talk about it. So uh, a couple of friends of mine in Pennsylvania. One of them came to this event and he said, "Hey, I have this radial arm saw, Dewalt radial arm saw. It's it's a, a 16 inch. Do you want it?" And I was like, "Eh, I guess." So. He sent me a picture of it. and It looked big. I'm like, "Wow, it looks really big." I was like, "All right, I'll take it." So he showed up with it, and, we, and when he showed up, we offloaded it off his truck. My friend Mark Saunders, and when we pulled it out of his truck, I'm like, "That's no way. That's a 16. It's bigger than a 16." And I whipped out my ruler, but we it was after we got it out. It was hanging on the hoist and. Yeah. We were just kind of, we got it out and we got the table out. It was in pieces and I got it out and it's actually an 18 inch blade with That's like a two, like serious. a two, a full, like a two, two foot full on two foot radial arm. It is like the classic sawmill DeWalt giant yeah, radial arm saw blade. I wonder if that's as big as the one uh, Frank Howarth has. It might be bigger. I mean, well, it, either it is exactly the same or yeah, bigger. Because that was huge. I think Frank's got a 12 and a 16. Yeah, I would bet that too. Because I have, now I have a 12 and an 18. Because I have, I never use it because I just never set it up properly. It runs yeah. and I got it. So now I'm going to do exactly what Frank does in my new shop. I'm going to set them up side by side on the same table. 
yes and i love this his fence design the fence that is the dust collection it's yeah freaking genius but yeah that's that's nuts i'd love to see you cut some serious some serious logs so uh when you see this picture of me and my buddy pat next to you it just looks unbelievable big it looks like unbelievably big it looks like the picture was doctored yeah so right now it's on a pallet in pieces. Well, the, the head is removed from the table. That's basically the two pieces. It'd be pieces sweet to use that as, for some stupid reason, a giant metal cutting saw. Oh, my God. Could, this... you, slow, could you slow it down enough? Could you slow it down with enough torque to, like, actually not just cut through aluminum, but, like, make it a steel cutting cut up? So. That I wonder, could you do a steel cutting saw like that? I guess you you'd could, have to. But... You'd have to clamp the steel though, as where the wood you don't, because you pull it towards you, right? Yeah. You, yeah. The, Dude, blood, the, the wood is then pushed. Idea. The wood or metal is pushed against the backstop. I don't even know what the horsepower is on. I never even looked at the plate. I just said, "Yeah, I'll take you it." You could, if you have like the negative rake teeth, like you should on a radio alarm saw, then like it might be, might be okay to do some metal on it. I don't know. I. I don't think that's rated in horsepower. From what I remember, those are rated like as in child power, like four child, eight child, twelve eight child. Children. Yeah, it's yeah, a lot of children. It was yeah, just this one. Are... It was one year. It was a one year kind of deal. I'll but, tell you what. I know it's what gotta be at least. And when I look them online, what's that? Seven point five ten horsepower at least. It's got to be. But what I'm saying, I know what I paid for it, but when I look for it online, it's unbelievably expensive. Yes. I did I not bet. pay anywhere near what you see them on eBay. They're on eBay for three and $4,000. Yeah, because uh, how, many, how many can there be? Those are, those are true, like, industrial-level regular arm saws. Uh, you don't see that too often. Just up for sale for no reason. I'm about to get yeah, rid of my... Was... I'm about to get rid of my radial alarm saw. Time to make room. Yeah, like I said, I never ever use the ones I have, but I had to do this. Look at this. So it's hard <laughs> oh, to... the thing is huge. It's it is thing. right. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. How'd... The blade's going to be expensive. Yeah, the blade that's on it is pretty good, and I have a good sharpener here. So, if anybody listening out there happens to have an 18 inch DeWalt radial arm blade that they could donate to Jimmy DeResta, please send it to free stuff at jimmyderesta.com. <laughs> care of Jimmy DeResta. Yeah, the free stuff is key. That's okay, key boys, tonight I'm not going to hang up on you. Okay. Oh, are we done? Yeah. Uh, no, we didn't. I didn't really talk about Horizons. Come on. Uh, All right, not, go ahead. Not that there is any. Uh, oh. No, I am finally working on the gas-powered washing machine. I saw that. Oh, yeah. Is it a Maytag? Yeah, it's a Maytag. It's a Maytag 92 from 1927. Uh, it is becoming a pain in the ass, but the engine should be totally fine. It's the actual washer that's becoming... A major pain. Why? Why is it? Because I actually would like to have one of those at my shop to wash rags. Yeah, I think it's cool, and I'm going to keep it. And um, then you got to get the the mangler also, right? Like the ringer. Yeah, but it's not called a ringer though. Oh, it's called the mangler. Yeah. 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 It has the ringer, 
Uh, I believe all the parts are there for the washer. I'm going to start taking it apart maybe by the end of this week. But uh, the rubber rollers of the ringer are an issue and need to be replaced. Right. With, uh, Could you, can't you replace them with wood? Oh, I could make. I can make new ones. I want to try to replace it with as authentic a, as authentic as possible. And one is black and one is white. And McMaster Car doesn't have it. Uh, Why could you just use Dalrin or something? Yeah, I've thought about switching to plastic, but it's just Garden not the same because it, it 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 would slide. Like it needs to grip the clothes when it sandwiches. Can them. you can you buy that if you were able to buy that hard rubber? And get the precise wrap around. You can CA glue a seam on that. Yeah. Or if so you get that was, rubber in a long strip and then wrap it the way they make. That's, that's my current plan because McMaster Car has um, the right rubber material, but only in flat sheets. Um, but they do have the black rubber roller, but they don't have the white rubber roller. So they take the the correct white rubber sheets, wrap it around the black roller. And it should look okay. Uh, so I just you have to, I just have to figure out a way the... to get like th- that perfect seam. So why the different colors? Does it depend on what clothes you're wearing or what? No, the the top the top one was a soft, almost like balloony rubber, and the bottom okay. was a harder rubber. Oh, I, I have an idea. Yes. So you could take one possibility is to take a. Uh, if you can get that rubber in stock, let's say you can get an eighth inch thick, right? Yes. And you can cut a really long strip or as long as you can out of the stock you have. Yes. And take a ribbon of it and wrap it around the mandrel. Like and a CA... drum sander, basically. Exactly. And wrap yeah. it around it and CA glue that seam. It could yep. be lumpy and bumpy and whatever it is. Let it be. Let it dry. Cut your edges clean so you have a nice tapered edge where it comes to a nice closed gap. Yes. Close the gap. Put it on a lathe. And with a palm sander or a block of sanding paper on a sand block, yeah. sand that rubber and make it. You can Efficient. work that. Yeah, make that's those totally possible and, too. We're going to have to do something. If because, you spin it fast enough and then you just do a power feed with like a maybe, slow cut. Maybe yeah, it would. You know what I mean? You, I you would be able to machine that hard rubber. That's And I am interested in that because the options available to me in terms of sizes – uh, I'll have to take off about a quarter inch of material of the diameter of each of the rollers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's got to be something done about that. So to machine it will be interesting. Uh, the the softer rubber might not work, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. So the roller is a pain. The bearings for the roller are wood. Ah. Uh, ah. So I can make those pretty easy, I guess. But I'm just concerned that nothing is moving. So Andrew's hating. I don't even know. I don't even know. I think it'll be, I, I'm excited to see that project. And when you get done with it, just send it to me, okay? Just send it to me. Yeah. I wish I've, – I've thought a lot about um, doing two things when I'm doing something. You know, like I have a second Maytag motor sitting right here. It wouldn't have been much more work to just do another one on the side and then just getting rid of it. Uh, it might have been a more efficient way to do it because now I'll be like, I, I don't want to do Maytag stuff for another period of time. Yeah. Yeah, because they, uh, you know, at the end of the day, they're not really valuable. Nope. And they're they're really common. Like the millionth or the six millionth one sold in 1928. 
Like there it's were like a, a lot of these. They sold six like a, million of something in 1928. That's, that's what I'm saying. It's an insane or a million. It's one of the two numbers. I'd so, like to see you restore a Cushman scooter. A Cushman? Yeah. That would be fun. Cushman. And then you could ride around on it with Jimmy, like the guys on Dumb and Dumber. Yes. <laughs> we need that. Like that gas-powered pogo stick that you sent me? There's one on eBay right now. I know. It's so... so okay. It's, everyone wants it, obviously. Explain this to me. It says that it runs on white gas. What is white gas? Kerosene? Yeah. It's kerosene. I don't think so. Yeah. Are you sure? White yes. gas is kerosene. Yes. So what is... All right. Well, that's interesting. Yes. So it runs on kerosene. And I yes. guess that would have been from that time frame because kerosene was cheaper than gasoline. Uh, no, it's not even that old. Like, what is that? The 40s? Or the 60s? Or 50s? I don't, I don't even remember. Um, what would be the benefit of running that thing on, on kerosene? Maybe it's less. No, it's more dangerous than gasoline. I don't really know. I honestly don't know. I just want someone to buy it and run it one time to see how freaking high you go. Yeah, I want to see. Like, it stores up energy and then explodes. Like, the spark fires when you hit the ground. Is it a one-time use thing? Like, it blows up like a grenade and you go or does it, it in the does air? It, does it pop on every hit of the ground? Like, I, I don't know. know. Jimmy, did you see this thing? I've seen them, but I, I really don't understand how they work. I don't either. I just, I just explained. No, does it? Well, so it's like a hit miss engine. It hits every time it top, no, pops the it's ground. No, it's not. It's not like an engine that runs. I don't think. Although I, I don't know. You're why. just getting combustion off of it. You're getting a. Yeah, you just getting... get like when the when the actual stick of the pogo stick travels through a cin cylinder, it initiates a spark that is filled with. Gas Air and gasoline. white gas. It's like a pass load gun if you could ride the royal, if Basically. you could ride the piston. Basically. Pass load nail gun. I could try to look I think it's so cool. It's obviously very very Not collectible. Safe. Like they're they're like fifteen hundred US. Um and that's just like a base stuff. It's called the hop rod. It's 1960s, so they still had gasoline around. I, I assume that's how it works, because I don't see anywhere where you can actually, like, pull a flywheel and something spinning, and there's, like, an exhaust. I think it's just you fill it with whatever, and it does its thing. Hey, what is the difference between kerosene and gasoline? Kerosene is, is kerosene. Oh. Gasoline is gasoline. Okay, moving on. <laughs> what is the difference between them? What is what is one derived from something that's not the other? Is like kerosene from potatoes and gasoline from oil? Um, no, kerosene. I think it's all it's all like a petroleum. They're all petroleum based products. I think it's just like a different grade. It's also called paraffin. So it's like a different stage of the distillation process or something. Uh, I can maybe look it up for you. <laughs> like, I don't specifically know. Kerosene is still used for, uh, is aircraft fuel. Mm. Um, I'm hey, Siri, uh, what's the difference between kerosene and gasoline? Okay. I found this on the web for what's the difference between kerosene and gasoline. Check it out. Oh, okay, thanks. 
Thanks for nothing. You get nothing. Are you reading? Because I don't see eyebrows aren't furrowing. Yeah, I don't. I don't specifically know. We'll have to get back to you on that. This is very detailed. We will have to get back to this later. <laughs> Episode twenty. Okay, boys, it's been real. It's been fun. This is a good yes. one. You know, hey, real do you fun? want to tell everybody about Good of the Land Fest? Oh, I've never heard of that. All it's the uh, cool people are going up. Yeah, someone's walking into my room. Who is it? It's that. It's that nobody from before. Someone just walked into my room while we were talking. There's still like five people in my house, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. That seems odd. No, because you, we're shooting this. How did thing you? How did you sleep? Thing. Did you end up ever going to sleep? No, I, I, I slept about three hours each night. That's why, if you notice, I've been yawning and muting myself the entire time. He's solar powered now. Oh my god! And then right after this, I got to go uh, pay my girl a visit. I haven't seen her in a couple of days. Oh, mattress dancing. She stayed away. She doesn't want to be involved in any of this. I don't blame her. It's madness. Oh, I thought you were talking about the tractor. The oh, what? Your girl, the tractor. Oh, you know what I did? I used the, I used the, uh, the uh, Alice Chalmers to pull out a giant log that was stuck in the woods. What the hell are we about to see? <laughs> Someone's yes. wearing polka dotted shorts. So we, I used the tractor to pull out this giant log, and there was somebody standing nearby, much more experienced than me, saying that it was a mistake. And I was already in the middle of tugging on it when he's like, no, 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 no. But I just kept it in low gear, slowly releasing the clutch, and I pulled out this giant log that was in the woods, and my buddy slabbed it up. I was really... I was really proud of my tractor that it pulled out this giant log out of the woods. I really You're didn't think impressed. it was going to do it. I thought, I thought the rope was going to break, honestly. And That's the tractor good. did a wheelie, did a little bit of a wheelie while I was oh, pulling nice. out. I got a little That's nervous. how you know you're pushing the limits. Yeah, got a little nervous. I don't want it to flip over on me. Hey, <laughs> right. You should Sometimes just go gotta... to the, do you take it to the milk run and just get a coffee? Not yet, not yet. I, I, I have to... I haven't had a time to I just want to change some of the wiring, clean up the wiring and get the battery box like nice and choochy. Right now the battery box is a bit janky. One of the terminals is loose and it's not taking a charge. So I gotta clean the terminals. But once I do that, I will be driving it to the milk run. Yeah, yeah. The details to. matter. Details <laughs> matter. All right, boys. Yeah, it's been great. I look forward matter. to our next one our when next we're together. Q and A special. In the backseat of your metro car or whatever it's called. Yeah, we'll drive that on stage. Literally. It's been fun, guys. All right. I'm, try I'm not trying. I'm trying to let y'all say goodbye because otherwise I'm going to hang up. How dare you? How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> All right. I am going to hang up this time because I am extremely tired and I have people yeah. here that are getting, they'd like, their hands and feet are coming under the door like they're cats. I don't know what's going on over here. Sleep, my child. Sleep. All right. I'm going to hang up. Sweet. Y'all be sweet, boys. We love you so much. XOXO. XOXO. Bye. Love you. Bye. Mm -hmm. Melvin. All right. Later. Bye, Melvin.